sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. This is Topanga Moon Podcast, your destination for all things spiritual, universe, sci-fi, beauty, fashion, the desert, travel, the cosmos, a little bit of everything. Um, How's everyone been? If you're new here, welcome, welcome, welcome to our little cosmic corner of the internet and I'm just so happy that you're here and so grateful for everyone joining me on this podcast experience. Have you been tuning into the meditations? They have been really cool, really amazing. I feel like every time I do a new one, they just get better. (laughs) I don't know, maybe I'm just really enjoying them, but I hope you're also enjoying them. I do a new moon and a full moon guided storybook meditation. I call them storybook meditations because I like to take you on a really specific guided journey to a destination I'm just like craving to kind of hang out in. And the last one was really, really beautiful and potent and I've been doing it ever since the full moon and it really influenced and inspired today's podcast episode and I'm going to get into how it all ties together and why it is so relevant and that is just the beauty of meditation. It can really spark an idea, um, bring you clarity and just set the tone for your day or your evening in such an empowering, amazing way where you can really connect to your divine guidance, connect to your internal guidance and I just love the guided meditations like the storybook ones because it's really allowing you to follow along and kind of get lost in the story and I'm always my intention is to always take you to these really magical mystical places and whatever I'm feeling in the moment whatever I'm being called to in the moment so We'll be exploring all different kinds, like sometimes we're on a beach, sometimes we're in a Victorian farmhouse, Um, just anywhere that I'm just wanting to explore and we can do that through meditation while also creating intentions that are specific for that lunar phase. And they've been really powerful and helped me to clarify my intentions, my desires, have an anchoring in point. And really help me to see what kind of desires are coming up every single time that I'm going into these storybook meditations. But yeah, it's um, 
I mean, it's Taurus season now and it's Earth week and it's Earth month and we're getting into the Earth energies. So I think this is also a really beautiful podcast episode where we will explore the medicine of Rose and the history of Rose and the mythology of Rose and really how Rose has been calling me to work with this flower, this ancient, beautiful, gorgeous, loving, divine, high vibrational flower. And being an earth month, I think that the more that we really connect to nature because we are nature, the more that we want to find ways to live peacefully with nature and protect it um, and find different ways in our daily life that we can really cultivate that relationship. And it always starts within and it always starts with that relationship. And I think a beautiful way to do that is to connect to flowers or connect to plants, whatever is really calling you, whatever is, you know, asking to work with you because these can be our plant allies. These plants and these flowers have their own vibrational frequency. They want to work with us at different times for different reasons. And I'll go into a lot of the reasons why Rose is coming up in my life right now, um, which has been really beautiful to discover and to just bask in the beauty of the Rose energy. And it's such a cool thing that we can do and that is always around us. It brings us comfort to connect with plants. It brings us healing. It brings us medicine. And then we really have this new appreciation when we're using our intentions and when we're specifically working with a specific plant at a specific time. And that doesn't mean, that doesn't always mean physically. It can also mean psychically. Um, I have this wonderful podcast episode with Psychic Herbalist and you should check that out. I did it a long time ago. I'll put it in the show notes, but that one is really, really beautiful. So you can check that out and learn all about psychic herbalism and how you can connect to the plant world just through meditation, just through your own, um, your own psychic abilities or your own intuition or your own feelings. And it's a really amazing practice that I learned about in that episode. Um, so yeah, I mean, I love working physically. Like right now I'm drinking a rose tea in a rose cup. I have some rose buds around. Um, so just bringing in infusing that energy of rose already for this podcast episode. But you can work with these plants in so many different ways. And, and that's why I think it's so beautiful to do that um, as a remembrance that we are nature and that we can there's so much abundance in nature and we can always be working with nature, but that means we also have to protect nature in our daily actions and how we go about the world and how we can contribute to just really finding ways to protect our planet. Something that I love to do and that I share on this podcast and in Topanga Moon, the world of Topanga Moon, um, is vintage clothing. And I love I love clothing. I love the design of it. I love the embodiment practice of it. Um, 
so much of my life, I'm a stylist, I do costume design, so much of my life is devoted to clothing and there's just an essence and a soul to vintage clothing and I think that in the age of fast fashion and the online world, which just makes you feel like you have to always be wearing the latest, I mean, I totally totally get caught up in it sometimes where I see these beautiful images on Instagram and I'm like oh I want that you know um but to go back and remember that there's other ways there's creative ways that we can infuse our wardrobes with intentional intentional pieces that are not only good for us but good for the planet and I think it's so important to remember that and the way the only way to like minimize the effects of fashion fashion because it is so prevalent and it's so destructive to our planet is to stop buying into it really and finding anyways whatever you can even if it's not fully because I haven't been able to fully but I think one of the ways is my deep love and appreciation for vintage and finding really cool unique pieces styling them up in beautiful ways um or finding brands that are really like doing some amazing things with sustainable fabrics like my friend Annetta's brand Immortel which has the dreamiest amazing clothing with hemp organic cotton and all of her practices are super super sustainable so yeah there are so many different ways and creative outlets I, I mean I get caught up in it I saw a dress the other day and it was this like gorgeous crocheted one um and I, was, I really wanted to purchase it and I was just like no I can try to you know DIY that from from some crocheted blankets <laughs> and that's my next project but yeah all that to say is that we can always find ways to honor mother earth and it can be in what we choose to put on ourselves um, and there's just so many different things, but I want to go into this episode for you all about the medicine of Rose and how Rose specifically has been calling for me to work with Rose and the beautiful synchronicities that have come from it, the amazing knowledge and, and all of the cool things that have come from the last week of, of really doing a deep dive and an understanding of the rose medicine and how much rose is already a part of my life and has always been a part of my life and now it's this acknowledgement and this honoring of the rose and intentionally working with rose energy because it's like that energy wants to be moved through me and through my creative pursuits Uh, through this podcast episode, through so many different avenues. It's just calling me to work with it and to share the message of Rose and to share that amazing, beautiful, divine, feminine energy that the Rose evokes. And there's so much to get into. Okay, so... (laughs) Um, Okay, so this episode, which was all about the Rose has come into my life um, in this beautiful high vibrational energy 
And there has been like subtle indications that Rose wanted to work with me in the past. But I think now it was really the, the, the meditation that I just put out where you're, and if you've done the meditation, you know that there's this part where you go into a greenhouse and there's a flower that calls to you and wants to work with you, whatever flower comes to mind. And Rose is not one of the flowers that I typically gravitate towards. So I was really surprised in my meditation that Rose came through and Rose, even though like Rose has always been like a special name for me and and something that I've thought about for many years, but I've also used the name Rosie specifically in one of my scripts that I've written. And then I'll get into a wilder story about another script, but yeah, it's the flower itself. I've always loved roses, not necessarily red roses, but I've loved white. I've loved pink, um, yellow, all the different kinds of roses. But I think that it hasn't really been the one that if I'm going to a flower shop, that's always calling to me. There has always been this like sacredness and specialness of the rose. Um, I love having them in different arrangements, but there was always this like, wow, the rose is like really special. Like that's reserved for special occasions. <laughs> and I just want something that is, you know, not as uh, powerful and, and potent maybe. But in this meditation, the rose really called to me and I was surprised, but I was like, okay, yeah, I, lo- I love the rose scent. I um, I'm quite feminine in the way that I dress and I love rose prints and recently have been really drawn to rose prints and pinks and reds and um, it's like spring right now and we're getting into this season of flowers um, so I was like okay I'll, I'll go with this like let's let's dive into this rose energy so after the meditation I was thinking about working more closely with with flowers and when a flower calls to you and I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was all about the rose energy like it was just one of those suggested podcasts that came up on my feed in my Spotify account and it was all about the mystical amazing beautiful medicine of rose And I was like, okay, I definitely need to listen to this podcast episode. But even before this, I was suggested a podcast episode that talked about Mary Magdalene. And now I'm going to get into kind of like the religious context of Rose and Roses and how they are related to this divinity and this mother archetype and um, the divine sacred union when it comes to these religious stories or even like these, you know, mythical stories. But in the context of this one, so Mary Magdalene, I was listening to this podcast that a friend of mine, um, just posted on her, her pot, her like Instagram. And I was intrigued and I wanted to learn more about I know that there's so much more stories about Mary Magdalene coming forward now and different kind of 
versions of what Mary Magdalene actually represented and different theories and different like ideas of the true essence of the Mary Magdalene story and how it was possibly um, misconstrued or created in a different way than what it's presented to be. So I was always been intrigued by the Mary Magdalene story and interestingly enough my confirmation name so I uh, was raised Catholic Croatian Catholic and we all had to pick confirmation names and I remember that my aunt was like oh I really like the name Magdalene you should choose Mary Magdalene and like no one chooses (laughs) no one in my like class chose that name except me so I decided to choose Mary Magdalene even though she's portrayed as this certain figure in in a religious context um but I just for whatever reason wanted to to use that name so that's my confirmed name and I mean at the time you know you're so young and you're not really like thinking of the deep metaphors and the symbolism but now looking back I'm like wow that was exactly the name that I should have picked and that is the essence that I've been called to work with and to learn more about and to share more of um, her beautiful stories so I think that's just so interesting Um, so Mary Magdalene is connected to this rose energy and so is um mary is definitely depicted with roses without any thorns so mary mother of jesus is always depicted with roses and apparitions she comes with roses so there's like a lot when it comes to the female's energy and the divine feminine the rose symbolism has been really strong in that world um But there was also this other part of the podcast episode that I was just listening to about the rose medicine that really affected me because it was such a close connection to me. So there is this other beautiful synchronicity in that Anna, who is the grandmother of Jesus, is connected to the rose energy. And she was an ancient mystic um, who decided, who dedicated her life to laying the foundations for Christ consciousness to be woven through all of life. She's not widely known, but without her, Christ consciousness would not be rising as it is today. Anna represents the quiet dedication that is sometimes required to live a life of service. She represents the generations that came before that devoted their lives to dreaming a new world into being while knowing that they would not see the glorious end result. She represents the dutiful soldier, the unconditional mother, and the mystic who can see the thread that is woven through all of life. Anna teaches us that we all have a part to play in the divine plan. It doesn't have to be on the world stage to be significant. 
One person's part is not worthier than another. One person's part may be the mother of their children, and others may be to gather women in circle each month. No part is better or worse, more important or less significant. We each have within us a seed of light that we incarnated to share. Anna is gathering us all to remember and to surrender to our part of the plan. This all came from um, Rebecca Campbell's new Oracle deck, which is the Rose Oracle deck. Um, And it's about seeding the light and laying the foundations in the divine plan. That's what this specific Oracle is. So everything I just read about Anna was written by Rebecca Campbell, and she has this gorgeous Oracle deck called the Rose Oracle deck. And I've read Rebecca Campbell's um, Light is the New Black book, and she is such a beautiful spiritual teacher. She has many Oracle decks and books all about this topic. And it's so incredible that when I was researching the name Anna, because they were talking about Anna, the grandmother of Jesus, and the connection to Rose energy in that podcast, I was doing my research, and all of a sudden I see that Rebecca Campbell did this whole oracle deck and has been studying the rose medicine for some time. And it got me thinking about how much rose energy and this divinity that wants to come through and is finding different teachers or podcasts or any kind of communication to share the message and to be kind of the vessel of sharing this message again. And I think Rebecca beautifully depicted this in, um, in this description of Anna. And obviously the connection here to me is my name. (laughs) So my name, Anna or Anna, and knowing that, that's the connection that I have that it comes it goes as far back as my given birth name has this beautiful divine correlation to the rose energy through the stories of the bible and I thought okay rose definitely wants to work with me (laughs) and it's finding and weaving all these different beautiful stories and depictions for me to really look into and see the synchronicities and it's just showing me examples in my in my real life it's not just like seeing roses everywhere or seeing those synchronicities it's actually weaving the story to my my name and to my confirmation name and all of these beautiful things. So I thought that was really magical when I read that and all of Rebecca Campbell's um, Oracle deck descriptions are so beautiful and so amazing and it's just so incredible. Um, Yeah, so Anna, which is the grandmother and then this idea, this like depiction of the divine mother, 
So Anna is the mother. She's the grandmother. She's the teacher. She planted the seeds. And it's all about this, the work that doesn't get recognized. Like there's this humbling presence and this idea that we are exactly where we need to be and that there is no small role. And I love that that's connected to this idea and essence of Rose because Rose is such a beautiful, prominent, main, main like flower that is known throughout the world, that grows throughout the world. And yet there's this subtlety and this humbling groundedness in the energy of Rose because the beauty of Rose and then Rose has the thorns and the Rose itself, which is so kind of common as like the main kind of flower that we can relate to that shows up in so much of our mythology and our stories and it's connected to love and divinity and wisdom and beauty that there could be this like and also tied to these women who are now wanting to be heard in a different scope so the stories of Mary Magdalene or or Anna or Mary the mother of Jesus like wanting to be these figures wanting to be seen in this time and their stories told or shared and it's this idea of this like fierce divine beautiful mother of the rose that can be soft and gentle but also you know strong and grounding with the thorns and that the work is kind of like doesn't necessarily always get the recognition so the people who are laying the groundwork for the rising of our consciousness may not always get the recognition and it's this like subtle energy that's also so loud and beautiful like it reminds me or it makes me think of like even the tiniest little actions do not go unnoticed and we're all so needed in this fabric of the cosmos and all of our, you know, whatever's calling to our heart, like it's so worthy, even if we, it may not be on the largest stage, that we're all so interconnected and the rose can really unify that idea. Because it is, the rose is such a universal symbol and it, and it does grow everywhere in the world and it's been around for so long, but there's like a strength and power to its, just resilience of always being here and always being this like symbol. So I thought that was really, really beautiful. And another really strong connection. And this one made me go like, just really blew my mind when I heard about it is that I've been working on this feature film script and it's kind of my, like my main feature film script that I've been developing for many years now. And I mean, I think it goes back six years now or seven years now. It was the first feature that I ever wrote. And it's a very, it's just such a beautiful example. It was so much about my life and what it means to be an artist and um, my struggles and relationships and love and never really understanding. And it's a really beautiful story that 
to this day, I'm still continuously working to get it made. Um, and at the time that I was making it, it just wasn't happening. And I think that I really needed all of these years to mature and compile new insights for it. And I'm at this place now where I'm ready to go for it again. I'm ready to find the right people to align with to, to make this happen. And I think I've, I've told this story before on the podcast about um, how my boyfriend's name is Jesse. And before ever meeting him, because of course I wrote this script like seven years ago, the lead characters, like the love interest character's name is Jesse. So I always thought that was like this really beautiful connection that um, I wasn't looking for Jesse, but, <laughs> but it just so happened that, you know, Jesse came into my life. And I thought that was such a, you know, looking back and, and having that connection was really special. And now that I've been kind of diving back into reformatting my pitch and kind of doing some edits and really looking at like, okay, wanting to make this happen. And it's so, so funny because the Rose really prompted me working with Rose Energy to look into the lead character's name. So the lead character's name is Rosalyn. And the reason why I named this character Rosalyn is because of the symbolism of the name Rosalyn. Rosalyn is in the uh, play by Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet. And she's kind of like the unknown character, the, a little love interest for like an almost love interest for Romeo. But she's really not like a main part of this story. And that's why so much of the theme and, and that idea of like, not feeling like you're the main character of your own story is really what the, the main character of this film is struggling with, Rosalind. And I really love that underlying symbolism that maybe not everyone would understand, but was this cool thing that I knew. But I never looked up what the name Rosalind actually means or where it came from. I just knew, okay, it's from Shakespeare's play, and I, I love the meaning behind it of kind of being this, you know, not the, you're not the lead character of your own story, and that's basically the essence of of that of that script and, and those feelings, and in the end, kind of rising to that and actually becoming the lead character of your own story. And so I just looked up, like this just happened. Like I just looked up the name for the first time, which is so crazy to me because I've been working on this project for so long. And Rosalind comes from an Irish name and the Irish name is Rosaline. So it's spelled R-O-S-A-L-E-E-N. And it's an Irish female first name. And it comes from rose the meaning is little rose and when I read that I I mean I kind of had a feeling but I never it, it was just such a beautiful example of how something can come into your life that wants to work with you in a specific way 
And then it reminds you of your purpose. It reminds you of what you came here to do and you came here to share. And especially in this season of my life where I'm silently kind of in the background working on these projects, but nothing to share or show people at this moment. Um, and hoping and wishing and praying for these things. And it's when this like sign that comes through and that specifically is calling to you that you think, oh, there is so much magic in this world and we can find it in, in the tiniest little, little moments. And also like my boyfriend's is Irish and there's that whole connection again. And, and it really solidified and confirmed that yes, this is the project that I should continuously pursue yes, I will find the right people to work with on it. Um, yes, I will, you know, one day film it and to just keep going. And I think that's like the message and the symbolism of the rose is that we can always keep going and that life continues and, and, um, our dreams are valid. And even in the like, unknown and even when people don't see it it's like your presence matters and I think that's such a beautiful sign and idea of of the rose um so yeah a little bit more about the rose and rose energy and rose is such a beautiful energetic to work with it has such a high vibration. It is such a pure energetic. It is beauty. It is love. It is divine love. And there's this idea of the higher heart. So the rose is connected to this higher heart. And the higher heart it's kind of a chakra point above your heart. And this higher heart, which is like just below your collarbone, is connected to spiritual lineages. And it's actually the color of aqua, this higher heart. And the color aqua or aquamarine really resonates with me. It's like I'm always connected to that kind of bluish green color because that reminds me of the colors of the waters in Croatia and the sea in Croatia where my family lineage is from. So that really resonated with me. And the rose is the pathway to this higher heart activation. And when we want to connect with our ancestors, when we want to connect with these um, divine spiritual teachers, when we want to connect to our guides we're connecting and we're um healing and we're and we're doing it all from the space of the higher heart and because rose the flower rose is the highest frequency vibration of all the flowers it can be that jumping off point in that portal essentially to our higher heart it can hold that frequency of the higher heart so working with rose is really this like opening up of that chakra point opening up to 
this divine connection to our guides and to um, the universe and to love, like the pure energy of love to the divine lovers, to the mother energy, to mother earth. And it's this like beautiful place where we can do so much healing and so much loving of ourselves and acceptance and really allowing that healing energy to work through us. So I thought that was really, really amazing. The the idea of this higher heart activation. Um, that's also another thing like I think when I think of the Joe Dispenza meditations and he always talks about heart coherence, I think he's really talking about this higher heart. This is this like portal of like pure, almost like fully pure, unconditional love, heart opening portal. And we all have it and we all have access to it. And how beautiful is it that we have a flower that was created so beautifully to connect us back to that place to that loving energy and we can always work with the rose we can work with the rose to open up our heart chakra to to help us connect with a divine partner even if you haven't connected with them in the physical in to for healing for um for beautiful faith and trust and surrender and and just like basking in the energetics of that beautiful realm. So a little bit about Rose. Rose grows everywhere in the world. It is not just located in one place. It can grow everywhere in the world. I think that's really special. And I think that makes it really universal. And that's why it's that symbol of love. It's just everywhere. And from some fossil evidence, the rose could be 35 million years old, which is wild. It's been here forever. Um, wild roses were used in the production of rose water, scented oils, and other fragrances long before they were cultivated. Many uses can be traced back to Iraq in 2000 BC. Deliberate cultivation of roses was well underway in China by 500 BC, and undoubtedly the Romans and other early European civilizations also grew large quantities of commercial use. Some Roman emperors filled their swimming baths and fountains with rose water and sat on carpets of rose petals for their feasts. More than anywhere else, though, the rose appears as a medicinal ingredient in ancient Mediterranean um, writings. People regularly report smelling the fragrance of roses when they're communicating with angels in prayers or meditations. Um, angels use rose scents as physical signs of their spiritual presence with people because roses have powerful energy fields that vibrate at a high electrical frequency, the highest of any flower on earth. 
because angelic energy also vibrates at a high rate angels can connect easier with roses than with any other flower rose essential oil vibrates at a rate of 320 megahertz of electrical energy the most famous virgin mary miracle involving roses was the our lady of guadalupe event in 1531 when believers say mary arranged roses in an intricate pattern inside the poncho of a man named juan diego to form a supernaturally imprinted image on his poncho the image was depicted mary and an angel symbolically illustrated the gospel message leading millions to come to faith in jesus christ now another connection to all of this is the rosary so the rosary comes from this like essence of the rose and the rosary which means the crown of roses involves offering a group of prayers to mary as a spiritual bouquet people hold or wear a string of beads which itself is called a rosary and use the beads as physical tools to focus their minds on prayers It's just so amazing. There's so many different connections and spiritual teachings and religious woven stories. Um, and the rosary is such a beautiful, a beautiful thing in something that I grew up with, something that my family is really connected to. I just there's all these like signs pointing me back to working with Rose and maybe you're also feeling the call to work with Rose. Anyone can work with Rose energy. Um, you can pray with a rosary. You can connect to Mary mother. You can connect to Mary Magdalene. There's so many different ways that we can bring in this Rose energy, this Rose loving beautiful protective amazing vibration and I think now what I'm going to do is create because I do my meditations every day but I really want to create kind of a devotion to this energy to this loving loving presence and to Anna because that is my namesake and to Mary Magdalene as well, because that's my other <laughs> namesake. And bring that into my prayers and, and bring that into my meditations. Um, I really believe in the cross-section and the, co the connectiveness and the openness of spirituality and religion. I wouldn't say I, I necessarily am like, I wouldn't be like a practicing Catholic. I grew up Catholic, a, a practicing religious person, but I'm so much more spiritual in the past couple of years and connected to God and connected to all the things that I grew up with in such a different way, in a way that feels really real to me and a way that feels like love to me and have brought prayer back into my life. And I think that you can always like find your own unique way to either work with these energies or 
or not, or find your own spiritual connection. At the end of the day, it's all love and it's always based on what feels like love. And Rose, Rose is love and Rose can help you and can help anyone really get back to their heart, open their higher heart, and bring the essence of you out with your stories, with your medicine, with your gifts in a beautiful symbiotic relationship. So there's just so much more I could dive into when it comes to Rose, but I think that's everything that I wanted to share today. The the ways that Rose is showing up in my life and I'm sure will show up in many other ways. Um, and if you feel called, you can do my last meditation and see what flower or what herb is really calling to you. And whatever shows up, it's just honor it and then dive in and maybe you'll find some beautiful synchronicities and connections as well that you would never think of but um yeah I have some plans to do some beautiful work with Rose that is definitely going to come back to Topanga Moon and I'll share that with you I have this this like vision of Rose and the moon and a beautiful kind of offering that will be coming forward soon so and definitely working continuously working on my script but I want to leave you with a poem that I found or a portion of a poem by Oscar Wilde and it has a reference to Rose and all the woods are alive with the murmur and sound of spring and the rosebud breaks into pink on the climbing briar, and the crocus bed is quivering, moon of fire, girdled round with the belt of an amethyst ring. And the plain to the pine trees is whispering some tale of love till it rustles with laughter and tosses its mantle of green. And the gloom of the witch elm's hollow is lit with the iris sheen of the burnished rainbow throat and the silver breast of a dove. See, the lark starts up from his bed in the meadow there, breaking the gossamer threads and the nets of dew and flashing adorn the river a flame of blue the kingfisher flies like an arrow and wounds the air that is a portion of Oscar Wilde's poem called Magdalene Walks <laughs> The connection to Magdalene once again. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I would love to hear from you. And I can't wait to chat with you again on the next podcast episode. But until then, I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day. <laughs>